Good morning, everyone, and happy Mother's Day. I have a couple of quick announcements for you. First announcement is we had an awesome church picnic, didn't we? It was amazing. And um, I know, I know. And I will say about this church, too, I realize that everybody is ready to run a big race, like a 5K, because as soon as the storm clouds came in, I've never seen people leave something so fast in my life. So you get a prize for that as well. If you notice, our pulpit is not here today, and I'm going to tell you why. Some exciting news. We had uh, Early Learning Center had their graduation here from the church on Thursday. And then this Thursday, we're getting to host Stripland Elementary's kindergarten graduation. That is awesome. That's so exciting. So we continue to love and support Stripland Elementary. Our mission team uh, just had T-shirt appreciation day for Stripland just the other day. So much with them. Um, the Early Learning Center is going to talk more about these roses in just a little bit. So you'll, if you wonder why they're there, the youth are going bowling this Wednesday at the alley. So if you feel youthful, join us this Wednesday at six o'clock. Um, Vacation Bible School is coming up June 5th through the 8th. Catherine, would you raise your hand? If you don't know, this is Catherine, and she wants you to help with Vacation Bible School. And you might be sitting there and you might say, children are terrifying, and that's fine if you're one of those people. There's ways to help without seeing the children, isn't there? They could help set up, clean up, all kinds of stuff. So there's jobs for everybody. And then if you love kids, there's jobs for you too. Um, there will be no Thursday worship this week at 6 p.m. Uh, I'm sorry, at 5.30. We're going to have a celebration of life this Thursday at 6 p.m. for Jane Herb. And we'd love to see you there uh, for our friend Jane. Um, and everybody is invited after the service to Hebrews for our coffee. And also stop by our Mother's Day table. We have candy there. And you might say, well, I'm not a mother. You still get candy, right? Because all the women here are mothers to all the kids and families in our church. Um, and lastly, I would tell you, there's attendance pads at the end of the pews. Please sign those so that we know who was here with us this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship on this beautiful Mother's Day morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds, help us focus on you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand and worship with us this morning?
seated. In August of 2012, I was hired as the director of the Early Learning Center. There was much to learn and I received encouragement and support from the ELC faculty and the guests in First Congregation. One day I was approached by my friend and mentor Karen Owen. She challenged me to establish and administer a scholarship program for those that might struggle to attend. Eventually the ELC board landed on the idea of a Mother's Day fundraiser. We could sell roses so people could honor their favorite ladies, past and present. With some research into the preschool program, I learned that Mrs. Sarah Rabin Johnson taught the first class that would one day become the ELC. What better way to honor Mrs. Sarah and her love of children than to name this fund for her? In the spring of 2014, we hosted our first drive and re received just over $4,500. This year, we received just over $7,700. What is even more amazing today, through the generosity of the Johnson family, Gazin's First Congregation, the ELC board and families, we have raised over $60,000. Through the years, we have awarded over $33,000 in full and partial scholarships. We have 11 students and their families who have received these scholarships and are greatly impacted. And on their behalf, I graciously thank everyone that has supported this program. The flowers on the altar today are for those that have participated in this year. Is there a picture? Please, thank you. <laughs> That's all right. This past Thursday, the ELC completed its 2022-2023 school year. On the screen are this year's 10 graduates. These children will start kindergarten in the fall at Ure Brown, Hoax Bluff, and John Jones. Though we will miss them dearly, we know they are ready for the next step. 
This year we had a special guest at our end of the year program, and I want to thank Benny McNair for sharing his time and talent with our students. I hope you enjoy this rendition of Come Children Join and Sing.
I bet everybody didn't know that we had all that going on here during the day, did you? It's awesome, right? So the Early Early Learning Center is amazing. Ask Helene sometime how you can help out, how you can be a part of making it such a blessing for the church. Uh, And now's the time in our service where we prepare our hearts for a time of tithe and offering. As we do that, I want you to know all the awesome ministries that take place here at the church. Like I said, we just had a party this week for the uh, teachers at Stripland Elementary. We're getting to host their graduation here. So there's all kinds of blessings always happening, and it's because of you, because of the tithes and offerings and the time and service that you give back to the church. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we pray that every gift, every tithe, every offering will be used for your glory and for your kingdom. God, but we also pray that you will bless those gifts of time and service that are given uh, to this church. Um, For those that volunteer in the many hours at the ladle of love, the closed closet, children's ministry, youth ministry, uh, and all the other ministries going on. God, we pray that you will bless it and do great things. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Our praise band is awesome, aren't they? They are awesome. And I'll tell you, like, today, a few people in the praise band had to be out for Mother's Day type things. And uh, we were like, are you guys good? They're like, oh, yeah, we're good. Like, they can do it. They're amazing, right? Amazing. We love our praise band. Um, always do an amazing job. So uh, before the sermon, I just want to say Mother's Day can be really hard for some people, right? Um, some people have a mother they lost. Um, other people might not have had a great mother in their lives. And then for some people, it's a celebration. So we want to recognize that on Mother's Day as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we know that today is rough for some folks. Um, we pray that your spirit will be with them, will calm them, will comfort them. And God, we also know for many it's a great celebration, and we rejoice with those folks as well today. And God, we thank you for all of the church mothers, all of the women who do great ministry around the church, who help the kids, the youth, and the missions team. God, we pray that you'll continue to bless them and do great things through them. And God, we pray that this sermon today, that you will speak through the scriptures, um, and that we will grow closer to you and closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I don't know, y'all. I kind of like being down here on the floor. This is fun. I'm going to do this more often. Like one more Sunday, I get to do this. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Um, do you know the three simple rules of John Wesley? Do you know those? Oh, nobody? Okay. They, we say them sometimes in the United Methodist Church. When I start to say it, you'll know it. It's do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. And if you're a child, you can go to children's church as well. <laughs> I always forget the kids. Do no harm, do good, stay in love with God, all right? So when you go to lunch or something and your mother asks you, what did you learn at church today? Just remember that. Do no harm, do good, stay in love with God, and you've passed the test, all right? So um, it sounds like something your mother would have said, but those are the Wesley Three Simple Rules. It sounds like something either your mother would have said or a Sunday school teacher that would have just reinforced that in you all the time. And it sounds super easy, doesn't it? Sounds easy to do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God, but it's extremely hard to do. I struggle with this daily. Um, but can you imagine uh, if we followed those three simple rules and we thought about them every morning, like even before our coffee or while we were having our coffee? I don't know about you, I don't have coffee in the morning. I have cream of wheat and tea, but uh, and whatever it is that you have, can you imagine if that was our focus in the morning? Like, I'm, I'm gonna do good. I'm going to um, do no harm and stay in love with God. Wake up every morning with that prayer on our hearts to God. Um, so the passage that we're going to read this morning, it's a tough passage, and I'm following the lectionary. Like, who preaches a tough passage on Mother's Day? I guess I do. Um, but it's from 1 Peter. The original audience who would have had this scripture, they had uh, been scattered about a little bit because of some persecution that had been taking place. So this group of believers... Uh, that are together. This is the passage of scripture, the original audience. This is what they get. All right, it's 1 Peter 3, 8 through 20, and I'll be reading from the Common Lectionary, um, from the Common English Bible. Finally, all of you, be of one mind, sympathetic, lovers of fellow believers, compassionate, and modest in your opinion of yourself. Don't pay back evil for evil or insult for insult. Instead, give blessing in return. You are called to do this, that you might inherit a blessing. For those who, want to, to, those who want to love life and see good days should keep their tongue from evil speaking and their lips from speaking lies. They should shun evil and do good. 
Seek peace and chase after it. The Lord's eyes are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord cannot tolerate those who do evil. Who will harm you if you are zealous for doing good? But happy are you, even if you suffer because of righteousness. Don't be terrified or upset by them. Instead, regard Christ the Lord as holy in your hearts. Whenever anyone asks you to speak of your hope, be ready to defend it. Yet do this with respect and respectful humility, maintaining good conscience. Act this way so that those who malign your good lifestyle in Christ may be ashamed when they slander you. It is better to suffer for doing good, this could be possibly be God's will, than for doing evil. Christ himself suffered on, account of, on accounts of sins once and for all, all the righteous on the behalf of the unrighteous. He did it in order to bring you into the presence of God. Christ was put to death as a human, but made alive by the Spirit. And it was by the Spirit that he went to preach to the spirits in prison. In the past, these spirits were uh, disobedient. When God patiently waited during the time of Noah, Noah built an ark in which a few days, that is eight lives, were rescued through water. So you may have heard some of that passage before, maybe not. Um, but if you notice the beginning of the passage, it's all about showing love to people, doing no harm, watching our words. So even verses 8 through 10, we could say that's kind of like that first rule of do no harm. Um, it starts off by saying to be in one mind with other believers. Uh, I don't think that necessarily means that they're told they have to agree on everything. Uh, it just means to love each other and, and to agree on some basics, maybe the basics of love God and love your neighbor, agree that we're all different, agree that we have different uh, opinions, talents, gifts, and love each other. Remember, remember, this original audience had suffered some persecution. They've been through some rough times. So my translation of that would be, you all got to be nice to each other, right? That would be my translation. You've been through rough times. You got to love one another. It said, be sympathetic have empathy for one another. Um, we talk about that in the youth group all the time. We talk about, they'll talk about why different, you know, that different kids are jerks at school, and it's have empathy. Where are they coming from? Why are they acting that way, right? Empathy, be sympathetic towards one another. Understand where other people are coming from. Um, and then it said, uh, well, I'm sorry, um, I don't know who said this quote. Uh, it might have been a famous mother, I don't know, but it is, if you can't say something nice, don't say, not, don't say anything at all, right? Did your mother teach you that? Maybe. I think every mother said that. Um, but that could fall into this as well, right? It could fall into this part of the passage um, of do no harm. Be sympathetic towards people. They don't need, people don't need my rude comment, right? I know sometimes we think people need our rude comments, you know, but they don't. Uh, be lovers of your fellow believers. We're advising this passage to love other believers. So just take a second and look around the sanctuary, all right? You can, you can look around, it's okay. This passage of scripture is saying that we're supposed to love the people we're in here with. That's hard to do, right? Yeah. We're an odd bunch of people this morning, aren't we? But we gotta love each other. We gotta love each other. Um, so uh, the, the scripture reminds them of that. You gotta love one another. And uh, if you think somebody in here is an oddball or you don't like them, don't tell me who it is, all right? And definitely don't point to your mother this morning. It's Mother's Day. You'll be in all kinds of trouble, all right? You'll be in all kinds of trouble. But it goes even further than that. Like, you're supposed to love all believers. 
So I'm going to preach a super long sermon today, and when I let you out late, and the Baptists are already filled up at the restaurant, and they have all the tables, and they're still sitting there drinking their coffee, and they've already finished their meal, and they're not getting up, you have to love them too, right? You have to love them too. We have to love other people, right? We have to love other believers. And it's not just other believers. This scripture talks about loving other believers, but we see in other passages of scripture, we're supposed to love non-believers, and we're even supposed to love our enemies. That is really hard to do when we think about do no harm. Don't pay back evil for evil or insult for insult. That's do no harm. And that one stings. Because if somebody insults me, I don't know about you, but I'm super good. Anybody else good at an insult comeback? I am. And it's not something to be proud of. But, and do you ever, um, has somebody ever insulted you and you insult back before you even thought about what you were saying? Before you even thought about the consequences of how hurtful or uh, how it might cost something, right? You've, sometimes we don't even think about what we're saying. Um, so that's really tough when we think about do no harm. Um, and this passage, like I said, it's hard. It's hard to do. It's a constant struggle for all of us. During Lent, when we talked about giving things up, some of the youth, that was actually their thing to give up for 40 days, was the insult for insult, to like not lash out or talk back at their parents or to talk back to a teacher or kids at school. It's really, really hard to do. Um, verse 9, it even goes a step further. Instead of insult, or we could say harm, it says to give a blessing. And I think when somebody insults me, I'm going to give them a blessing, all right? You know? But like, a blessing is not saying something extremely rude. It's not punching someone. It's not giving someone a hand gesture while you're driving in the car. That's not a blessing, right? Um, so what does that look like? And I really try to think of an example of what a blessing could be when somebody insults you. And the best thing I could do is just pick on Pastor Sam because he's not here, right? So we'll just use him as an example, which, by the way, Pastor Sam is always pleasant in the office. That's why I'm using him because it's not a real story, all right? But let's say Pastor Sam comes into the church office on a Monday, and he is being cranky, right? And he insults me just because I, he's in a bad mood. I'm not supposed to insult him back, right? So maybe the blessing would be, hey, I've noticed you're having a bad day. I'm going to go to McDonald's and get you a, a, a Coke. If you don't know this, Pastor Sam is, loves his McDonald's Cokes. Like, he loves it. Um, but that's the type of thing. Or, or our coworker that's just really, really having a bad day. Maybe just say, hey, we appreciate you. I'm sorry you're having a bad day. What can we do to help out? It's hard. Listen, this is hard to do. I know. I'm not saying I do this all the time. It's hard stuff to give a blessing. Sometimes that blessing to someone is just say, I realize you're having a bad day. I'm going to give you some space. Sometimes that's a blessing to someone. Um, being a blessing. Uh, and sometimes people are just jerks in general in life. It could be a neighbor, it could be a friend. Just to have empathy and try to think about why are they doing that? Where are they coming from? How can, how can we be the light of Christ to them and not do harm? Um, and it says in the passage, you are called to do this that you might inherit a blessing. So we get a blessing when we don't insult people, when we don't do harm. Um, and maybe part of that blessing is that we have a calm spirit, that we have a peaceful spirit. I don't know about you, but if I get into an insult for insult, back and forth, back and forth, I'm going to lose sleep. I'm going to have stress in my body, right? Do you all do that? If I get in a big, big argument for days with people, I'm going to feel terrible. My blessing might just be that I can go to sleep, that I don't have stress, that I'm not causing illness to myself over it. Um, 
There's a great theologian that I think has some advice for us, and you're going to love this theologian when I tell you who it is. Our praise band will probably know this theologian pretty well. Um, when we can just, if somebody insults us and we can just move on, the great theologian Taylor Swift said what? Anybody know? Shake it off. That's right. That's right. And there's another great theologian, Queen Elsa, who said, let's let it go. And like, this is so hard to do when we think about doing no harm. These ones come to mind. They come to mind. Um, if we could really do them, it would be amazing. It'd be transformative in our lives and the community around us. Now, when I, when I give this scripture and I preach this sermon, I'm not pointing my finger at you because I struggle with all of this. I have three fingers and a thumb pointing back at me when I say any of these, all right? Then the next part of the scripture we could say is talking about doing good. Um, the next part, doing good. And that sounds fun. We all love to do good. We all love to help with ladle love and the close. We love to do good things. But sometimes it's really, really hard. Uh, verse 11 says, shun evil and do good. Seek peace, chase after it. So are we chasing after peace today? Um, who will harm you if you are zealous for doing good? And they, they ask that as a question. Sometimes people do go after you for doing good, Right? When you work at a church, sometimes people get mad at you for doing good. Sometimes people will say, why are you helping that person? I've had people say to me, why are you helping that person? You know, it was just bad situations that got them in that spot. I'm thinking, yeah, for all of us, we all do things that get us in bad spots, right? It's a great question, though. Who will harm us for doing good? Can you think of anyone in history who got harmed for doing good? I thought of MLK was somebody who got harmed for doing good, right? People wanted to kill him, they harassed him, and then ultimately did kill him, right? For doing good, for doing the right thing. You may think of times in your life where you were harmed, insulted, made fun of for doing the right thing, for doing good. Um, the scripture goes on to say, happy are you if you suffer for doing good. Don't be terrified or upset by them. It's easier said than done, isn't it? Um, not as easy as it sounds. Jesus did the ultimate example of doing this. He was punished for doing good, right? Ultimately crucified for doing good. In the midst of his suffering and doing good, he still did no harm. Because what did Jesus say from the, from the cross? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Even from the cross, Jesus does no harm to those who are harming him. Um, and staying in love with God, even through hardship, Jesus stays in love with God. And may we do the same thing we're all faced with challenges each day to stand up for justice, to help the oppressed, to help the marginalized, to speak up for someone uh, when other people are being mean to another person. May we not hesitate to do good, but when we do that, may we still do no harm. Um, may we do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. Verse 15, whenever someone speaks of your hope, be ready to defend it. Be ready to defend it. People want to know why we do the things we do, right? People ask, why are you feeding people? Why are you clothing people? We have to be ready to defend that, right? Um, people also want to know, why do you go to church on Sunday? Why do you believe that stuff? How do you, the world's a mess. How do you believe that? You have to be ready to defend it. I have to be ready to defend that. Um, but it's not just our words that we have to defend. People are watching our lives every day. People have our, their eyes on us. So like, it's like this, Olive Garden, right? The Olive Garden workers, some of them know us, right? So today, somebody from the praise band, I'm going to pick on the praise band today. The praise band might be at Olive Garden being super rude, and the waitress like, oh man, I've been watching them, you know? 
or the preacher at Walmart being rude to the cashier, being impatient. I'm talking about Pastor Sam, of course. <laughs> um, but no, people are watching what we're doing. They're watching our lives. What story are we telling? Are our lives telling a story of a life saved by grace, a life being transformed? Are we ready to defend it with the way we live? And again, I have all these fingers pointing at me. Um, sometimes people want to know why we speak and help others. We have to be ready to give a reason. And then verse 16 talks about having a good Christian lifestyle, a good character. Uh, when people slander us, it's saying, uh, we don't have to go back and lash out about them. If our lives are of good character, uh, the community's going to know who we are, right? It's going to make them feel bad or shameful. We don't have to do anything, right? People know who we are. They're going to know this is just slander about us. Uh, then we're going to jump to the third rule, stay in love with God. It's the last rule. Now, as a United Methodist pastor, I'm not supposed to move John Wesley's stuff around, but I really wish that one was first, <laughs> um, because for me, it's easier for me to do good, to do no harm, if I focus on staying in love with God. Um, and what does staying in love with God look like? It's about being involved in spiritual disciplines, time alone with God, because without that, I struggle with the rest of it. Um, and those spiritual practices could be anything from getting rest, proper, proper sleep is spiritual to me, and this may seem funny to you, but not skipping lunch is very spiritual to me. Some people skip lunch. They work so hard that they skip lunch. If I skip my lunch, I can promise I will do harm and not do good, right? I don't know about you. I'm just being honest. Um, but rest, taking a break, taking a time of Sabbath is a spiritual practice. Uh, taking a walk, praying with God, reading a scripture in the morning. Stay in love with God. Even on the days when it's really hard, we're called to stay in love with God even during times of transition, even on Mondays, even on Mondays, we're told to stay in love with God, even on the days we don't feel like it. Um, but all of these rules, to do no harm, to do good, stay in love with God, um, they all go hand in hand, don't they? It's just a circle. They all just go hand in hand. They all need each other. Um, we always have to be ready to defend what we do, always have to be ready to do good, stay in love with God, do no harm. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray for all of us on this Mother's Day uh, with this really harsh text, this text that is so hard to do. God, I pray that you will help us to stay in love with you. I uh, pray that we will continue to feel your presence, your spirit. I pray that we'll be, be led by you. God, I pray that you will help our, our mouths to not speak evil to other people. Um, I pray that you will continue to help us and guide us to do good. And God, when we mess up, because we mess up all the time, we know that you forgive us, that you love us, and I pray that you'll continue to put us in the right direction. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand and worship with us? See you.
with all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. So before we leave here, I want to tell you there's coffee out there and there's tons of candy for all the women. But also, can we just clap for them? They, our praise band is awesome. They're awesome, aren't they? And we don't always say it in this service, but look back there at the sound booth. Those people make all the speakers work. They make it go on Facebook Live. And that's Susan back there. She does everything in the, everything in the church that works. It's because of Susan. Yep. All right. As we leave here, may we uh, do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. Come get some coffee. Go in peace. <laughs>